Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We had eight playoff games yesterday. A couple of them were doozies. Let's talk about them. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us as we recap the games from September 30th, 2020. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Trevor, coming to you from California. He's got a bag on his head. Ha! Bagged head and producer Bug Bug in the corner. We're coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios in the Bronx. My voice is a bit hoarse. Jake and I were live for 10 hours yesterday. I calculated all the time together. 10 hours straight. Trev, he's a, his uh, heart is a bit hoarse. I hope everyone of you is doing well. Hopefully we don't have too many Jays, um, twins. Who else got eliminated? Indians Jays, fans. Twins. If we if you are out there and you're listening, you're sick fuck. Um, but they thank are. you for joining us in your sadness. They are. Jake, how are you doing? You're not sick. You're not sick. You're beautiful people. And you're you're tuning in. You got to figure out what happened, what just happened to you. We'll do it a little bit. Uh, we got to be pretty high and tight because guess what? Uh, not another full slate because uh, three AL sweeps technically. Only yeah. only left five on the board today. But, uh, yeah, man, a lot of good <clears throat> baseball yesterday. Um, a lot of small little things that decide baseball games and a torturesome Reds-Braves game. So we'll we'll circle on all of it. And Trevor Plouffe, I, uh, I'm sorry, man. Um you know, a lot of people have been quick with the stat, that 0 for 18, and it's uh, you can say a stat, but sometimes you don't really appreciate what that means. I appreciated it much more when I found out it was the longest in all four major sports, not just baseball. But someone's coming for you, Trev. Who? What? What, what basketball the Pistons, team? If the, the Pistons. Pistons get swept in their next opening playoff round, they will have tied the Twins for longest so, streak. You got that. Great Lakes, baby. Yeah. Trev, how are you? It wasn't good. No. If you're a Twins fan, it was a slow, slow, torturous type of affair with the Houston Astros. I, I don't think there was a worse team. Even if the Yankees came into town and did the exact same thing, I don't think it would have been as bad as watching Carlos Correa dance around on your grave. Well, and, what I, and, and then after the game saying, where's our haters now? Carlos like, Correa. Dude, I mean, I guess we can touch on this quick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have to because he said, where's all my haters? What are you going to say now? And we're going to say the exact same things. You're a cheater. You cheated the game. You didn't deserve what you did from 2017 through 2019. I, thought, okay? I came up with an analogy that I think I like. If a guy robbed a bank, got away with it, never went to jail, but everyone knew it and everyone hated him. And then he, and then uh, like six months later, he walked into a gas station, paid for milk, paid for his gas, paid for his cigarettes, fully paid, and then walked out of the gas station. Was like, what do you got to say now? Just paid for that shit. Still mad at me? It's like, yes, it's dude. It's stupid. You still robbed a bank and got away with it. Yeah, like, I don't care about beating the, the only one I hate games. on that team. I feel sorry for Altuve. And I do feel sorry for Bregman a little bit. Like, they look so sad all the time. But Carlos Correa, he, like, wants to be the heel. You're not the heel, dude. Like, you're yeah, just well, a guy why, uh, cheating. 
we've heard that there may be people very close to that situation who also can't stand Carlos Correa. So it's not like he's liked a lot of places. Want to know why? Because he's the most transparent weirdo I've ever seen in sports. No, because he says stupid shit all the time. Like on air, like wanting people to talk about it. So here we are talking about it. You know, like I guess he's getting what he wants, but I don't think he's getting the response. He wants like the respect again. You're never going to get the respect again. Ever. It's going to drive him insane. Especially the way he's going about it. He's he's treating it like it's a... yeah, I had a bad playoff game, but I'm gonna make up for it. No, dude, this is this is a forever one, dog. Yeah, it's kind of like he's treating it like, um, you know, O nine A Rod being like, well, "What do you like me now?" And it's like, "Yeah, we like you now, A Rod. You want us a World Series? That's great. That does make up for the mistakes." Yeah, <laughs> what? this is so weird. So weird. Anyway, sorry to get started on that. It's right. We are Cron Pod, though. Yeah, and sorry for your twins, Trev. I know yeah. uh, you ride or die for your city. You've got so much damn juice there. Oh, dude, so much juice. And they're a good squad. So they, much uh, juice. I mean that that series was, I mean, the definition of like the playoffs. And one or two things go differently. We're talking about twins win two nothing, and can they I win the World don't Series? Want, I actually don't want any sympathy from okay, you. Okay, I'm remembering how much I'm. Perfect. And I hate talking about the Yankees. Oh, I got. I can't believe I got to hop out of podcast with two <laughs> Yankee fans tomorrow. Can you imagine? You guys can't you put yourself in my shoes a little bit. Here, I, every okay? day, you put yourself in my shoes with that bag on your face, and now I'm putting myself in your shoes. Golly. Uh, well, we'll get to the twins when we get to the twins, but we got we're a cron pod always and forever. Yesterday, we put ten minutes on the clock for each game. We don't have time to do that for eight games, so we're gonna put six minutes on the clock. We have a sound effect to let us know when we're up. We'll each get to talk a little bit. The first game here is the Cincinnati Reds versus the Atlanta Braves. You had Bauer versus Freed. Bauer goes 7.2, zero earned runs, only two hits. Freed goes seven innings pitch, zero earned runs, six hits. Then it goes into a slog of extra innings. We watched this live. I tweeted out, Trevor, like I, I know you were recording sequence, so I don't know how much of the extra innings you got to watch. BBD and I were doing uh, P.O. Box stuff, so I didn't get to watch a lot of the Bauer Freed. I watched, like, the first couple. I didn't I didn't see the 6, 7, 8, I don't think. That extra innings game was brutal. And I have so many people coming at me saying, you don't like a pitcher's tool? I love a pitcher's tool. I was all in, 0-0 going into the ninth inning, thinking this was going to be outstanding, sharp baseball. The approaches at the plate by both teams were so bad that my Skip Bayless irrational first take hot take is that neither of these teams are going to do shit in the next round because their approach... I know that's not real. Like, they could come back tomorrow and have really good at-bats, but it was just not fun to watch. They were just taking pitches down the middle and then swinging at pitches so far away. No one was grinding in at-bat. No one was like... Jake and I jokingly and, and seriously on the live stream... Before every pitch, said, win the pitch, win the pitch. And we're like, that was not the mentality in this game at all. It was like, I'm going to try and hit a home run, and I don't care if I strike out in three pitches doing so. And it was uh, bad baseball, the extra innings. But Jake, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I, I mean, the extra innings did hit a point where it's like, my God, like, come on, guys. Like, put, you know, scare them, putting it bat together, make something happen. Um, and just every time it, it didn't, and I I do think you know you have to go back to the start. Bauer and Freed were great. Um, shout out to your guy Max Freed, Trev. 
Uh, it was so obvious he was going seven innings because that's what Jack and Giolito did in their first playoff start. So that's that was the easiest read ever. Bauer, kudos to him. I, I thought we were going to end up here doing some excuses that, you know, his rhythm was off and his timing. He was amazing. He got, you know, caller too early, but, hey, 7.2 12Ks, two hits, no walks, insane. And I do think, you know, Jim, you're right, the game got ugly. But also, the pitchers do deserve a little credit. I mean, you start with Frieden Bauer, and then, I mean, Iglesias is really good. He was throwing some nasty. I missed him. I Sims, uh, Sims Lorenzen good. did his job, 4Ks in two innings, uh, and he's come back a lot. And then, I mean, the guys on the Braves aren't necessarily your biggest time relievers, but, I mean, a lot of these guys have closed MLB games. Melanson, Will Smith, Shane Green. So, uh, most strikeouts in a playoff game ever. Um, it got ugly. They kept showing that COVID party outside the stadium. Not great, Bob. Um, and, hey, uh, for the Reds, this has been your problem all year. They couldn't hit this year. They had some of the worst hitting statistics in baseball, and now here you are through 13 innings, and you still got a goose egg on the board. Uh, my goodness. And, of course, the guy who does end up doing it for Atlanta is Freddie Freeman, the guy who might have the NL MVP this year. So, uh Go Braves, Trev. You pretty much covered it all there. I mean, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Max for going out there. And, you know, the last playoff game he pitched in, it was that ridiculous uh, game against the Cardinals. So for him to go back out and do what he did, I think that's great. Bauer looked amazing. Uh, I'll go to the end of the game. Amir Garrett versus Freddie Freeman. The shadows were all over the place. Freddie looked like he had no chance at Amir's slider. But the, the problem is, like, if you're a pitcher and you continuously go to that, you better start nipping towards the end of the at-bat. Because if you continue just to throw – sorry, guys. I mean, doing our best here. Do it, baby. I was talking about Freddie Freeman. Yes. Didn't, a ton of sliders from Amir Garrett, and um, all the shadows were going on. He looked like he had no chance. And I was saying with Freeman, a guy like Freeman who doesn't get fooled a lot, Similar to like a Joe Maurer that I play with, he's very balanced at the plate, doesn't take a, a bunch of bad swings. Uh, Garrett kept going to it, going to it, going to it. But if you're going to do that, you got to start nibbling off the plate. Threw one, I think it was the fourth one or fifth one in a row. And Freeman just lined it back up the middle because that's what he does. He's a professional hitter. He's one of the best hitters in the league. He might be the MVP this year. So um, I thought that was a tough at bat. I thought Garrett should have, you know, Done a little bit more there. He was relying, I thought, on the shadows. But Freeman came up and, you know, won the game. Brave State game That's one. All I got. That's <laughs> all I got. All right. You guys waited all that time for that. It's beauty. Four sliders in a row from Amir Garrett. Only threw four pitches, I believe. Good job. All right. Next game, uh, chronological order. I have – it's Twins-Astros. This is the brutal one. There's a lot of rain in this. We had an ejection in this, Trev. Uh, We had uh, Buxton pinch run and then get picked off. I'm not trying to rub. I don't don't know. I'm just going to talk. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Last year, I thought the Yankees beat the Twins because they were a much better team than them. Uh, And the Twins were a lesser team. Twins shot themselves in the foot at every inning basically it seemed like they they credit to the Astros I like a lot of what um 
I, I love how the Astros handled this series with their pitching. Dusty had a plan. I love it. But the Twins gave them a lot of gifts. They shot themselves in the foot a lot. Just really ugly, sloppy ball. So. To your team, Trev. It was tough to watch. I mean, you know, Barrios went out and he did his thing. He did exactly what they wanted him to do. Um, he was seen physically trying to stay in the game in the dugout. Rocco took him out. Um, but, it, you know, it all comes down to the Twins offense just struggling. You know, you can't – you get three runs in a playoff game, you should win that game in any baseball game. If you go, if your team gives up three runs, you should win that game. But it just didn't happen. Um, you know, obviously no JD in the series. Buxton – uh, experiencing concussion sy- symptoms when it was raining and shadowy outside he still had his glasses on that's telltale sign that he was experiencing headaches during the game uh, and then Cruz you know I think he worked a walk um, I think that's how he got on um, Buxton comes in pinch runs for him doesn't go at all uh, during the Jake Cave at bat who had to go in for Rosario who got thrown out that's a whole nother story um, and then when Sano's up, and you don't need to steal a base when Sano's up, he ends up getting picked off on the last. It was like a it was like a two strike pitch as well. So it, it was just a weird series of events. Um, you know, you got a guy making his major league debut and hitting in some big spots. He actually looks great. Kirilov looked really good, but it just was a sad. Like I said, it was a slow, slow, torturous end to the season. And Twins fans were just like, "Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of how it is." And I hate that mentality, but 18 in a row. I actually agreed with something. Alex Rodriguez, that's what the Twins did to me. Mm. They made me agree with Alex Rodriguez yesterday. Mm. They were talking about 18 in a row, and they were like, that's a lot. And Alex said, eight in a row is a lot, let alone 18 in a row. And that's, that's the truth. 18 is just some crazy number. We have, we've never seen it in the history of the four professional sports major professional sports we've never seen it so it's tough man you try to have that that winner's attitude and then you get beat like that it's just yeah and i uh you know a lot of little's decisions end up happening and it, also trev it's decisions you don't want to make you know uh, rocco doesn't want to not have josh donaldson for this series uh rocco would have loved to have buxton starting today so that stuff's out of his hands. Barrios kind of did his thing out there. Five innings pitch, one earned run. Like, he was, you know, in there. For me, uh, uh, you know, it's the little things, and it's everything you said about the losing streak, and they need to, you know, there's only one way to get over that, like, win a damn playoff game, like, and do it in impressive fashion because you don't until you do. And uh, for me, you know, I – Maybe I'm double-guessing and I don't watch every Twins game, but I don't love Jeffers getting the start behind the dish. I mean, Garver had he's such pretty, a he's special pretty good year. This year. I, I know, but he's a young guy, and like you, you kept the four catchers, so it's clearly on your mind that you're not feeling great about it. I don't. I can't deep dive into that. Twins fans, you have your opinions on that. And, it again, if, it looked, if, if Jeffers hit two homers, it looks really smart. He didn't. Um, and I still don't believe in the Twins' bullpen. I, I know we've gone back and forth on this, but, you know, if Rodgers gets hit, Stashak gets hit, and, uh, you know, a couple young, you know, Stashak's young, and maybe this is him getting his battle scars, and we'll talk about that with Cleveland coming up a little bit. But 
I don't know. In, in a playoff series, and again, Polanco makes a play. Who knows how yesterday goes, but you got to win games. I'd like to see them beef up that bullpen. Like, I I kind of like Bruce Star Gratterall in that pen. Like, I think he could have been the nasty guy for them. Maeda ends up having <laughs> a great year and is a one. So, you, you can start spinning in circles like that. They, they lose. They haven't won a playoff game in coming up on two decades. Yeah, <clears throat> and don't tell me that they will until they do. <clears throat> two years in a row now, feeling like a bad guy, telling Twins fans I don't believe in them. And I've won both times. So don't come at me and tell me they're changing. I, I, don't, I, I don't like the way that you, you're very uh, condescending with it. And I could do the same thing with the Yankees with you, okay? Why? Because they you only played. care they about championships. You only care about championships. You repeatedly say that as a Yankees fan, 27 sure. world championships. I, I have the luxury of world they, championships. Been but you CS haven't done it since 09. That's 11 years. Don't talk. I, have, I can't I can't hear you guys. This is this is the insufferable Yankee fan that I was dreading today. Until the Yankees win a World Series, I don't want to hear shit about it. That's great. That's fantastic. Okay. But people continue to say you don't want to see Twins in the playoffs. No, you fucking do. You really really want to. You really, really very, very confident Yankees. We'll see how you're talking after you have to see, go. See, this is why I said for two years, this has been the conversation, Trev, and you've never won it. You got swept by the Astros, who were below 500, and everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I have a real question for you. Do you, do you okay. think knowing Correa's got an absolute cannon sending her eyes was the wrong move there? Otherwise, you got the wrong it wasn't the wrong move, and he had a ho- that was a horrible throw home from Correa. It was up the first baseline. Arise took a bad he took a bad route to home. I, I, I agree with you. I would have said it was not. Well it was had nothing to do with little, Correa. Well, Correa's got a great arm. It was it was offline, but it's just he throws hundred miles per he, hour from short. I mean, stop. he threw it into the dirt. It, it was almost like a two hopper to the catcher. I know what you're saying, but you send him to there. You send him. I thought it was fine. All right, I think we're done anyway. Twins move on. I, for the, we didn't talk about the Astros a lot. I like what they did with their pitching. Um, can't do they, that every series. No, you can't. So we'll see how it goes. When they get into this slog of 12 games in a row, if they go to 5-7. and seven. But, I mean. I know I mean, this is an if. This is a huge if. <laughs> Twins, if they win that game, they win the third game because the Astros have to throw their bullpen the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have anybody in there. Got, I mean, you just had to win one of those games, man. They could not do it. They couldn't hit. How do you yeah. not hit? Yeah, I think they haven't scored more than three runs in a playoff game since 2004, something like that. Um, I think Josh Donaldson missing was. I, he was like, at the beginning of the season when we had this conversation, I, I like JD because he's a difference maker in the playoffs. He kind of brings that little different mentality. I thought that was a big hit. And obviously it's not mentality. Like his skill at third, his bat. Like everything is a big hit there. I'm last point, last point, because we have to move on. Twins fans got mad at me for saying I love Josh Johnson being emotional. That's what we need. Do you see what I'm talking about now? Mm. We needed Josh Donaldson to be fired up in this series. That's the difference. He's a difference maker. Good job, Dusty. Good job, Kirilov, man. Holy shit. I uh, can't imagine. I can't imagine. Man, I, I think the Twins mix things up this offseason. I think Nelly, Nelly's a free agent. You got Kirilov in the wings. I think this... You got a lot of young guys coming up, yeah, too. This, really this big Twins prospects team, coming. You, you could see another big trade. You could see a shuffle, and I think you kind of have to a little bit. So, 
Um, Houston moves on. Everybody loves that. Why they keep so many catchers on the rush? They had nobody on the bench, <laughs> dude. That's an offseason. I mean, they didn't, combo they're technically now. not four catchers. It was three catchers in Tortuga, but yeah. <sighs> I don't. Know, I didn't. I, look, Rocco deserves some of the blame. If you're gonna pat him on the back every every time you, he does something well, you got to be able to you know tell him he didn't do something well and he didn't manage well at all. Yeah, I don't think he did. I mean, the, his pinch hitting in the first game was horrible. Uh, I don't know. They're gone. Twins are gone. Goodbye. Cronpod. Good job by the Astros. Correa, you're corny. Moving on. Marlins. Upset the Cubbies. This was kind of, uh, we all picked the Cubs on the pregame show, but Jake and I said a lot like this would be the most fun upset, in my opinion, or in our opinion. Um, they have a they have a five-run seven inning, seventh inning, Against Hendricks and Jeffers, or um, yeah, there's too many Jeffries and Jeffers mm. and stuff like that. Why am I blanking on the Jeffers? Jeffers, Jeffers, Jeffers. Uh, what? Anyway, they get to them for five runs in the seventh. They win five to one. And Ian Happ Oppo home run is the only scoring for the Cubs. Hendrick was looking. Hendricks was looking pretty good. Um, and then it all came crashing down in the seventh inning. It's a single to Miggy Rojas. It's a single to Chad Wallach. And then Corey Dickerson with the three-run home run. They bring in Jeffress, single to Starling Marte. Aguilar home run. Boom, 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 bam. Game. Yeah, and this is a, I, I won't say in full contrast to the Twins because i uh, be rubbing it in too soon, but the Marlins play a brand of baseball with speed and contact hitting that if it works in the postseason, uh, it'll sting you. And, I mean, Hendricks, third time through the order, and he wears out. I mean, it's it's C. Dick, not A. Dick, not the Giants. Mm-hmm. They could have got in the playoffs. They decided to lose on that last day. Uh, C. Dick hits the three-run shot. And, yeah, man, I mean, they just put a lot of pressure points on you. They put a lot of pressure points on you. Almost everyone on that team can run. Everyone can hit for contact. Everyone's got a little bit of pop. Not big boppers. Just a little bit of pop. Gentleman's pop. And, uh, hey, Sandy Alcantara, uh, his last start, he shut down our Yanks. He goes out and it playoff start and shuts down the Cubs at Wrigley. Who, hey, again, their hitting hasn't been so hot this year, but it's still a lot of big names that have played in a lot of big games. And Sandy Alcantara dropped it 6.2, one earned run. Good for the fish. I mean, Arguably most exciting game coming up tomorrow. Um, and, hey, if you're a deep Marlins or Cubs fan, I'll be honest with you. We were hopping around a bit, so I don't have a lot of the big specific plays. Watch the big Hendricks at bat, pitch 105, and I guess the only thing I could take away from that is uh, if you had a better bullpen, you probably don't let Hendricks see them the third time through the order at pitch 105. After a walk. Um, so that's uh, – that's that. Good Good for the fish, man. Good for the fish. This is like kind of what I'm scared of in this postseason is the ball. Mm. Not saying like these they hit home runs that weren't supposed to go out. I think Dickerson hit his decently well. It was an opposite, opposite field home run. It was it a wasn't line Wrigley. shot, though. Like it, off the bat, it looked like a gap shot, and then it just yeah. stayed up. So when we're talking about – balls that can leave the yard even when they shouldn't like that changes everything 
that changes everything in the postseason. It sets up teams that can do that very well. I mean, you guys know that you guys have one of those teams. The Yankees are one of those teams that can hit home runs. And that's that was the difference yesterday. A couple balls, you know, hit well up in the air and they're gone. And all of a sudden, you know, you can't play defense on those balls and you you're down five you're down five to one. Five runs in one inning. It's it's uh it's 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 going to change the playoffs. I'm going to tell you that. We're going to see some home runs. You're going to be like, what the hell just happened? And it's going to change everything. Uh, but good for the, good for the, good for Miami. I'm, uh, I don't really have a rooting interest in either of these teams. I don't know how I feel about the Cubs, to be honest with you. Um, in the same way with the, the Marlins. I don't know. The Marlins. I'm different on this whole series. You watch the Marlins. Like, I like the Cubs. Uh, I've never disliked the Cubs. Um, but when you watch this Marlins team and, and how they play baseball, I think you it's very easy to be like, I like these guys. Oh, I really want these guys to win. Um, it's just cool. I mean, Miggy Rojas had a really cool at-bat versus Hendricks where he, Hendricks dropped the, the curveball. Big breaking pitch for strike one, and he swung and missed at it, ugly. And then Hendricks goes back to it, and he just very easily squares it up. And that started the rally there. And then I think Jeffers coming in is scary for the Cubs. But you have you Darvish in game two. We'll talk about that on the pregame show. It's you versus six, though. It's a great matchup. I do think this this series will go three. Um, good for the Marlins. You got to sting yeah. them there. Uh, only, only final note, and this is a box score note. Uh, every starter for the Marlins got on base except Brian Anderson, who's one of their best players at third base. Uh, the Cubbies had four offers in the lineup. Rizzo, Bryant, Hayward. Uh, and Caratini, and I, I think playoff baseball that matters. Uh, those, if you have a guy that's not on that day, and that at bat becomes just a little less pressure packed, I think that changes things. So and a three game set, put some ABs together, Cubbies. The the Aguilar home run w- w- was well struck. Yeah, so that one I mean, yeah. he's, he's he's strong. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. And, and you know, Jeffers is a, Jeffers is a great reliever. He's had a, he had a great year this year. Just because yeah. he had one bad game, you can't like write him off like he's not. He was not no, leader I think, this year. I think in uh, going into eliminate, uh, that wasn't what I was saying. I just if Chapman was struggled today, I'd be very scared about Chapman tomorrow. Relievers are volatile, and we're in a three game set where two wins and you're out. So, Trev, kudos to you. I think you said it as like a little going away thing, but you said, "Hey, what a friend of the ha- friend of the podcast, Ian Happ, homers. Look at that, friend Bang. of the pod. Yeah, good for yeah. him. Podcaster extraordinaire." Mm-hmm. I think we're good there anyway. Yeah. White Sox and A's. The A's are the only team in the AL to push this to a three-game set. They come out strong. They score two in the first. They score two in the second. They score one in the fourth. They're up 5 nothing. The White Sox don't die easy, though. They score two in the eighth. They have the bases loaded in the ninth. Um, Bob Melvin made some weird decisions. We can talk about that. Uh, the White Sox out hit the A's. The A's get the win five to three. This goes three games. White Sox, the only hope in the AL Central, uh, representing that division. So we'll see how it goes. Um, what do you guys got on this game, Jake? I know you you questioned a lot of Bob Melvin or a couple Bob Melvin things here. Uh, first thing, shout out to Chris Bassett. Um, you know, we kind of we wondered about the baby Jesus thing, and yeah, he's talented, rookie, lefty, blah blah blah. Bassett had the best year, and hey, we talked about other teams doing funny business. Maybe Bassett going game two was the plan, um, because he's been their best pitcher this year, and he dropped D. Good for him. 
Uh, the only thing that I disagreed with, uh, Liam Hendricks comes out uh, for the eighth. Uh, he, he gets through it at 27 pitches, I believe. His high on the season was 29. Uh, and, Trev, your guy Bomel sends him back up there. He gets into some trouble. He lands at 49 pitches. That's a... That's a day and a half at the office for your, like, elite, elite reliever. Uh, Diekman comes in and finishes it. I'm partially salty because it, it put the game from the under to the over when he walks in a run. Uh, but um, I, I don't know. I just, like, is Hendricks out for today? I'm guessing they're going to say he's available because it's all hands on deck. But, you know, Hendricks, his high on the season was 29. He almost doubles that. He goes for 49, so that would freak me out as an A's fan. Like, you know, but believe in your other bullpen arms a little a little more. Like, if, if that was Hendricks laying in the eighth, you wanted to get their boppers, then do it. But you, if he goes 30 pitches, you got to believe in your other guys to survive it. Um, so, I don't know. I would just be nervous about that. And, hey, kudos to Oakland. Dallas Keuchel, the guy we've been on all year, the Keuchel stat, um, they give him his worst playoff start. And by the way, uh, tough play in the first inning by Madrigal for the ball to go off his glove. And when you talk playoff baseball, that's a, that's a game-changing I mean, thing. A tough so, hop. That was a tough uh, hop. Happy, happy for Trev's A's fighting back. Yeah, it looked like Bo Mel was going to rely on Hendricks and Diekman. But then... Tim Anderson was like, hey, Bomel, did you do your homework? We yeah. crush lefties. And he was like, oh, yeah, Tim told me they crush lefties. I got to bring in my right-handed reliever for two innings. So that was definitely, I mean, I was watching when he came in, and they were kind of questioning that move, like, you're bringing Liam in here. And they were up, what, four at the time? It was. Uh, they were up by a lot. Let's see. It was 5 nothing. Bassett starts the eighth. Anderson singles. Uh, and then they bring in Hendricks for Mancada, Grandal. Grandal hits the homer. Yeah, so they're five, they were five nothing. They brought him in. Yeah, and I, I just you know, do they have a, a long list of relievers that he trusts? Clearly not. But you know, the people are going to be looking back at that today if if Hendricks is um, a little tight, his fastball velocity is a little down, and they need him in a crucial situation. They're going to be looking back at that move, being like, wow, like at least you should have just kept him out of the ninth. You know, save some of those pitches, but you know, one of those decisions you have to live with. And it was an excellent, excellent game. I mean, Simeon came up big, hitting that homer. I, I, I heard his interview after the game, and he's so stoic, dude. I like love that about him. He was like, "Yeah, you know, we we did pretty good today. We got another game tomorrow." Da, 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 da. There was very little emotion. I don't know if that was because there's no fans in the stands or what, but it seemed like he was so stoic, and and I do love that. Uh, shout out to Bassett, who we said. Kind of just looks like he's tricking people up there, but he's nasty. They were showing some of his um, the overlays of his pitches. I mean, he is coming from the exact same arm slot, and his pitches are just going the exact opposite ways. It's very tough as a hitter to be able to do to be able to face a guy like that. You basically have to guess, and he made people look silly. I mean, yeah. they look silly when they hit against him. Uh, White Sox have their pen, but Renteria. He pinch hit for uh, Zach Collins, who hasn't had an at-bat since August 19th, and I think Eloy's on the bench. Can Eloy play? Can he not play? That's a really weird move. You got two on, one out, and it was like a really cold bat. I know White Sox fans, where I was digging around, were like, what the hell was that? And then they asked him that in the postgame. He had some weird answer. So, 
But yeah, game three should be fun. We don't have pitchers yet, right? No pitchers yet. I mean, the Oakland's deciding between Fires and Manaya, who should both be available, and Chicago's deciding between Cease and. Well, they pitched Cease yesterday, which was also a very weird move. Someone else. Um, they threw Cease. They're down like five, and they threw him for one inning in the seventh. When everyone's like, I thought he might be your starter tomorrow. So mix it up, baby. Well, head scratching moves from both managers in this game. Mix it up. Can't let them know it's coming. Good for Oakland. Uh, yeah, man, I I don't know. That game might be an ugly deciding game today. Oakland gets a win in a wild card game. Uh, hey, they had a little uh, a little bad juju there too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like Hendricks in that lane. It's Abreu, Grandal. That's, you know, the game is in theory getting decided there, but did you just burn him for today? We'll find out. Yep. You got the win. We keep, we, we keep seeing closers come in in non-closer situations and not having good. I mean, even Chapman last night. Like, he didn't look great. He was a non-closing situation. It ended up being a closing situation, right? Did he get the No, I don't think you can do that. You can't pitch yourself the win. into Yeah, a, you can't get the win in the yeah. safe. He, uh, he looked good, though. We'll get to Chapman. We'll okay. get to Chapman. We'll get to Chapman. Not the first inning. We'll get to Chapman. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Geo helped him out there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we go to the next Seen game, let me talk to you about DraftKings. Week three of football is in the books. Now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week four, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash your cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Don't worry, football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Mm. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JOMBOY during sign-up for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey-only profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Big Broncos game tonight. Everyone's talking about it. The talk of the office. Broncos Jets. <laughs> don't what? Watch I mean, it. it's the don't. best Thursday night matchup you can come up with. Don't. I don't know. I mean, promise me you won't watch it. All right, Browns Jets. I think would be a little bit better. Mm. But I'll take the Broncos on their third string quarterback. Let's go ripping. Cron Pod. The next game on the docket: St. Louis Cardinals versus San Diego Padres. Cardinals come out on fire mm. and take the young Paddock mm. Sheriff. They take his badge away, is what mm. I should have said smoothly. I'm sure a lot of people have made that quip already. I mean, Paddock goes 2.18 hits, six earned runs. The Padres' bullpen from there on out held him to four hits and one earned run that came at the very end there. Um, Strom, Stammen, Johnson, Pagan, Pomerantz, Richards, Rosenthal all saw action. It's um, it's a double winner. It's a double winner for the pot for the Cardinals. Um, you a you won the game. Two, you burned their whole bullpen. 
which they can pitch again, but then if the Padres win, now you're going three days in a row. A little scary there. I mean, Denelson, Lamette, and Cleb both not even on the roster to start, so they cannot pitch in this series, um, which is a big blow to the Padres. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Padres offense does some stuff. They get eight hits. They don't get more than one run in an inning, but they sprinkle uh, four uh, runs over four innings. But they opened up, Trev. Single, home run, double, single, double, sack fly. Four runs with two outs, um, and Paddock is a little shook. You know, I made my postseason picks right away. I probably should have waited to see exactly who was going to be on these rosters. I picked the Padres to beat these guys. If I would have known that, uh, is it Denelson? That's how you think you really say it. Denelson Lamette wasn't going to be on there. I I had a feeling Club wasn't going to be on there. But having him missing as well, I mean, that really hurts. Because if Paddock comes out and has a start like this, it's like, you know, you have, I think that Davies going today. Um, it just, the depth isn't there for me. So they got to bang. They got to bang their way through these playoffs. And that's tough to do against the Cardinals, who always seem to have starting pitching. So this is, uh, is going to be a test for the Padres. You know, they're having a lot of fun, but it's not fun when you – got to face an elimination game and you get your get punched in the mouth in the first inning at your home ballpark yeah and i mean uh paddock gets knocked around he had the nice rookie year he comes back this year he hasn't had it and yeah you lose clevenger and lamette and now here he is who uh, i don't think paddock would have gotten a start in this series with those two i i think davies had a really good year um, so, you know, I, I feel okay about that And you feel okay about the lineup did fight in this game um, You know, Tommy Pham back in there giving you some ABs I like that a lot um, So, you know, uh, he gets knocked around The pen does okay, a little bend not break Pagan, a couple other guys uh, But yeah, uh, this Cardinals team, man They jump them in the first And this is kind of Again, you sometimes you go by organizations, and the Padres were sexy and fun this year, but kind of, what have you done for me? And yet these Cardinals, life finds a way, and Paul Goldschmidt finds a goddamn way because he's a stud. Um, and, hey, uh, you know, again, we sh- shouldn't be doing too much into strategy. It, it should be more this game. But, you know, Padres, yeah, Paddock, whatever, it's done. Davies had a really nice year. The Cardinals now have Wayno and Jack waiting for you, um, and that's got to be a bad feeling. But, hey, your lineup did fight. You had some good at-bats. You got some runs. Go get them today. Um, yeah. Tatis had a few chances there, too, which was, you know, yeah. as a Padre fan, you're like, this is this is kind of the guy I want up. I know he'd been struggling towards the end of the year, but, you know, that's you'd be happy with that. And, he you know, didn't come through. And when you like, it's, it's the whole first inning thing is tough on a team. You know, Goldschmidt goes up, hits that home run, and it's like, oh crap! Now we got to play catch up the entire game. It deflates you as a team. You know, but yeah, they did. They fought back. I'm happy about that. Uh, but you know, good luck. Yeah, two games. Bueno, Jack. It's tall order, man. Tough. Yeah, that uh, four, five, six of Carlson, Molina, De, De Young, with uh, seven hits. Yeah. I just I just rewatched. I wanted to watch the Paddock first inning again. He he wasn't. It's credit a lot of credit to the Cardinals. They jumped first pitch fastballs. 
I think Carlson uh, went with an 0-2 curve. I'm seeing way too many 0-2 pitches get hit in these playoffs, like far too many. It should not be a hittable pitch. Um, we're seeing a lot of 0-2 pitches in the zone. Uh, and then and then they, they kind of just went like Yachty took an outside fastball to right. Yachty took a high fastball to left. Uh, you know, I didn't watch every single pitch of this because we were bouncing around. I, I didn't know if Paddock, like when Severino got lit up in his first playoff start, like Sevy looked shaking. So I don't know how he looked. Um, but the stuff looked fine there in those replays. And our guy, producer BBD, had some fun uh, Paddock Sevy comps. He got Rothschild there, young starter getting knocked around in his first oh, yeah, playoff like game. So there's there's some fun oh. stuff there. Shout out, producer BBD. Uh, follow his you pictures know, on Twitter. And that's the problem when you're a rookie and you have all this success and you want to put your cowboy hat on and get the nickname and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you better be wearing your cowboy hat today, buddy. I, I, had I hope a you're gen- prancing around like a sheriff out in there because you got to be able to handle it. I had a gentleman from Australia DM me that was like, hey, what's up with baseball and guys showing flair and it being fun and not being fun? And it's like, hey, it's fun, but if you get your shit pushed in, it's a bad look. I'm all for it. You want to you show it off? You better show it off. Yeah. Don't hide. Don't hide in your little hole now. Like, get your cowboy hat on. You're rooting for your teammates today. Jakey, quick hitters, Jim. You mentioned that uh, hard of the lineup. I think Yachty goes to like fifth playoff hits ever, like fifth most playoff hits ever by a baseball. He player. had more playoff starts That's, than the entire Padres team combined. Yeah, I mean he's he's a sick puppy. Uh, everyone in the Cardinals lineup had a hit except. Harrison Bader, 0 for 5, 5 punchy. Sorry, Harry. Uh, at least you mm. control center field pretty good. Um, uh, Dylan Carlson, batting cleanup and wearing number three. That just puts a little pet lead in my pencil, too. Like, believe in yourself, kid. I love that. Um, and this Cardinals bullpen. You know, not a team with next necessarily sexy names in the bullpen, but uh, Helsley has some good stuff. Cabrera's a nightmare for lefties. Gallegos is a stud. Andrew Miller doing it for the better part of a decade. Uh, and Reyes comes in and gets the save. So, you know, not a, again, when you think of this Cardinals team, we always say, like, well-rounded. They play defense. They also just pitch the damn ball. And that's, that's how you win a lot of baseball games. They pitch. Helsley is nasty. Yeah. I mean, when I had Christian Yelich on sequence, my bad. He was telling me how nasty this guy was. <laughs> um, Thank you for the apology there. Yeah. We appreciate that. All right. You want to move on to the next game? Go cards, go Jack. Let's go, baby. I like the way the cards are set up here. I mean, you got they got their one and two kind of going, and the Padres have their one and two not even on the roster. Yeah, how's (laughs) your guys bracket doing? My bracket is not. Um, I don't know. Little Poppy's doing good. I've been shit on the over unders. Uh, I need Oakland today. Yeah, I need Oakland. Well, how many? Eight times two is sixteen. Plus eight is twenty four. You're 12 for 24, Trev. Me and Jake are both 16 for 24 with our picks on the pregame show. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> I just need my two to match up in the finals. That's yep. what I'm hoping for. All right. You got two good ones. The next game is the Rays and the Jays. Speaking of. Ryu gets knocked around in the first. Yeah. Ryu gets knocked around even bigger in the second. The Rays have that big inning that I thought they were going to have in game one. Six runs, second inning. Uh, Glass now. Oh, my 
God, go watch the highlights of Glass now. Dot in ninety seven. Dot in ninety nine. Honestly, please go watch them. They're so crazy. Rays were the clear better team, and they showed it. I wish we had Ra- a good start, dude. They just- <laughs> the Rays' uh, social media team was so brutal last night. <laughs> They're really good at that. They've had a com- they've had a comeback year. Yeah, they, they uh, were the worst ever they, last year. I think they brought in the relief pitcher. It's I a think new, they subbed out some new person was- runs the account. MLB last- put some tweet out with like the baby Biggio, Bichette, and Guerrero looking at the TV with their dad, and it was something like "It's our year" or something like that. And so, like they like quote tweeted that and like just said something really easy, like "Not this year" or like "Maybe next year" or something like that. Just absolutely just just murdering these guys. Yeah. And so ba- good. Baseball being a sixth sport rears its head a little bit. Uh, Bo Bichette makes an error that would have been the third out before the grand slam. Uh, again, young guys. Today, this this wild card series, there's a lot of young guys getting their battle scars. Paddock, welcome. Bieber, welcome. Bo Bichette, welcome. Uh, and then Renfro hits a pimp grand salami. He is he's, he country strong boy. Uh, Bichette's freaking heart is in the ground when that yeah. happens. Like there's well, no but, worse feeling in the world. And then baseball being a six sport, uh, the next the next at bat, Willie Adamas infield single to short, uh, and that's obvious. So uh, baseball is a six sport. These Rays do it, man. Um, again, that lineup you look up and down. If you don't track baseball every day, you're looking at Brazo, Rosnarena, Low, Diaz. Uh, but these guys do their thing. Mike Zanino in the nine hole gets a yacker. And when that happens, I mean, it's just over. So, uh, you know, they tried to save Ryu, and once he gets knocked, the series basically ends. Uh, and Glass now is a uh, he's a creative player in a video game when he's right. Um, yeah, you, you talked about Bichette's error, but uh, he made an error in the first inning, too, to load the bases. And Ryu picked him up and got the strikeout. He makes an error in the second inning again to load the bases, and Ryu doesn't have it this time. And uh, that's a tough it's a tough two innings for Bichette there. I think it was both third outs. Little uh, Jakey fantasy advice. Draft Bo Bichette next year, because I bet those stick with him pretty good, and I bet homeboy comes back in a, in a mean way next year. Oh, he rakes. I, I, can I give a two shout-outs real quick to a couple guys yeah. who I think maybe need it? Well, one's like kind of like a backhanded thing. Ross Stripling, how you feeling? You're with the Dodgers. <laughs> Now all it's of a sudden shout you're with. It's not a shout out. Yeah, we're not calling that a shout. It's not a shout. All right, but that's <laughs> got to be a tough feeling, man. Like you, you go, you're going from like World Series favorite, and you just go get your. He can still get that ring. Bastion. Did you do the same shout out for right. Verdugo? Because he was into the worst team in baseball. Mm. Okay, my this is a real shout out though. Yes, okay, real shout out time. Big Dick Nate Pearson comes in two innings pitch five K is good for you. That's yeah, that's yeah. getting your feet wet in the playoffs. Build on that, you know. Have fun well, this offseason. All Jays fans, like you're fine. Yeah, this was exa- this was a fine season for you guys. It was actually good. You made the playoffs. You battled. You had some fun. Your your front office went all in for you. Yeah. Um, what do they need? What do they need? They need Just more experience? pitching. Pitching. No, more pitching. pitching. I can't. Bullpen or starters? Yes. Uh, they have a couple. Yes. Like Pearson needs to become like a 2-3 next year. Ryu needs, you know, you need. 
Ryu got banged around, man. So it's a tough, tough game for him when he's supposed to be racing. He gave up eight hits in one point two innings. You just when he you're needed. When you're, you need a little help, and the Rays are sick puppies. Mike Brasso leads off today. Baseball doesn't know who Mike Brasso is, but guess what? He's a one-dot OPS versus lefties. Eros Arena is a one-five OPS versus lefties. Like It's just it's the goddamn Rays, and I, uh, I'm i happy that I haven't wrapped my head around the five-gamer that's coming up between them and the Yanks because no it's going to be no a nightmare. Need. Don't think about it. Is it a, is it a, it's a five, it's five, seven, seven. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's normal from here on out. Yeah. All right. The yeah, next, dude. They look good. They look good. The Rays look really good. Yeah. Um, I am glad that they don't get to host in the trap. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's like the only up. win. Yeah. Where is it? Is it in San Diego? San Diego. Yes. Trying to think who that favorite. I mean, honestly, it probably favor. And don't, don't take this the wrong way, but it probably favors. The raise a little bit more because it just plays just a big. little bit bigger. Yeah, it's a little bit big. I, the Yankee, as Yankees fans, you take the win of not having to go to the trap. Yeah. What's up with Luke Voigt? Hot. Really good. What do you mean? Is he hurt? Hot. Why do you get? Why do you taken out? Oh, he's dealing with. Why do they we talk call, about? Yeah, it? We'll, we'll go to the. Well, the Yankees game is up next. Look at that. Seggy. Segway. Yankees and Yankees and Indians play a wild, wild, like a wild, wild game. There's some really mishandled rain delays at the beginning that hurt both teams. Um, the The Indians go up four nothing in the first. The Yankees bring it back to five to four. They bring it back to six to four. Indians score two to make it six to six. Yankees fight right back with two to make it eight to six. Indians bring it back to two. They make it eight to eight. Then they make it nine to eight. Then the Yankees score two to win ten to nine. Insane game. A lot of moves by the managers that made it a very interesting chess match strategically. A lot of fantastic defensive plays. A lot of good pitching. Um, a lot of bad pitching. A lot of really good at-bats. This, this game was crazy. Jake and I were live for five and a half hours if you want to go watch our actual reactions and um, in-moment reactions. But, yeah, this game was crazy. I mean, the rain delay stuff was nuts and just seemed so stupid. Everyone knew that there was, like, ten more minutes of rain. Yeah. But they decided to – they delayed the game. They delayed it from seven – to 750 and it was and 40 minutes of sunshine 815 and then the rain came at eight and then so they Carrasco got one inning to knock out one inning and they both had to go sit for 50 minutes it was and and they had a pitch in the rain Trevor when, a lot of our thoughts are out there what what do you got big poppy how 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 bad are you gonna try to light a fire under us right now I had extreme headaches last night and I was <laughs> in bed watching this and it was a hell of a game. As a, if you're just a casual fan, like the back and forth, like the questionable managerial moves, like everything, like that actually ended up working out. Everything was on the table last night. I think the Yankees were very, and you guys probably feel the same way. We're very fortunate to win this game. The thing that I don't understand was the. It was like this black hole in the middle of the field for the Indians. I mean, you saw Delino De Shields on Hicks ball. That was the that was the, ended up being the game essentially. Misplays that he gets a triple, walk two guys, whatever it was, they end up scoring. But the the DJ LeMayhew hit the um, Gio who was the Gio Urshela hit, just like slow little 
baby hits up the middle. There's always someone there in every other freaking game in baseball now. Someone's up the middle now. No one shifts, but not there. Yeah, DJ and Geo never get those shifts. So it's kind of like the scouting report on them is they don't get that up the middle person. Geo should. I understand DJ not, and sometimes the base running dictates that. And so I'm not saying like obviously like there were circumstances why they couldn't be up the middle, but like. That yeah. is a dead zone. I mean, especially when DJ's is a a seventeen hopper up the middle that Brad Hand. It's a bad uh, pitch. He should have Hand. He should have. He should have fielded that ball. He got out of the way of it because he messed up the other one. That who hit that one? The the chopper. Glaber. Glaber. Glaber hits the chopper. He screws that up. He started to get out of the way of the ball. And <sighs> normally I'm okay with that. Like pitchers get the hell out of the way. But like you. There was just this black hole for them up the middle. Like I don't understand what was going on. It was very frustrating because I did not want the Yankees to win last mm. night. I don't know if you guys knew that. I wanted yeah. the game mm. three. Yeah, I, um, I I will say I don't feel like the Yankees were lucky to win it. Uh, I thought that they made every single at bat hell for the pitcher. I don't think there was any easy out. Um, Guardy had one, but and then you do you have a lot of rookie pitchers? Man, Karen Check was like. That was bad. what is I'm telling you, man. You can't. This have is that the hair. thing. If you have that hair, and you have that whole persona, up song, the you number, you can't spike the two-two fastball. You're trying to throw down his dick, and then and then be scared to go to your off-speed three-two and and, and hit, give up the grand slam. You can't. You have to like you. You have to mentally bring that all that persona that you're showing. It's not inside your head. It, it's outside your head. It's weird. I didn't like it. Um, I loved it for the Yankees. But, uh, I mean. We, we should we, talk about that a little more. Wait, wait, what is going on? Like, this is the same thing we're talking about with, uh, who were we just talking about it with? Attic. Attic. Yeah. Like, dude, just save the antics. This is the freaking playoffs, dude. You don't have to, like, it's not all about you, dude. Well, like, why do you got to do that? That's his headspace. And, and, and baseball wants personalities and swagger, and so do I. I at like the, it. At the end of the day, you gotta be, you gotta come. Um, he he seemed very nervous. Oh, dude, he's throwing the ball around. That I mean, was. Does he always do that? Are there any yeah, Indians, Indians fans in the fans, chat? Indians fans said he's very jittery, and I was like, well, I don't like that ever. I mean, anyway, uh, but you say the you say that the Shields play Trev, but if if that play doesn't happen, then you're gonna say the Glaber play because he slipped on a ball right at him that gave the Indians Wet the field. lead. What? What field? I'm just saying both teams had like a play where a defender slipped on a ball right at him. Uh, both teams got that break. Uh, both teams got the the rain delay weirdness. It, it was it, this series was um, the Yankees batters grinding out every pitch, fouling off stuff, seeing pitch, really good takes, and the Indians pitchers being a little young and inexperienced. Trev, they walk everybody, dude. S- Twelve walks. That's what the Yankees do, though. They they really good at bats. It's, it's they a, pass the baton. It's really column well. A and it's column B again. Cleveland. If you're walking away from the series, and I'm sure we'll talk about it coming up. Trev, we had rooks in this game. I mean, Tristan McKenzie sequence. Go check him out. Uh, Karen Shack, rookie. You're wondering why he's tasting himself so much on the mound. 27 innings pitch, 53 punches this year. A 17.7K per nine. That's above video game stuff. 
So, yeah, you tell me if you were 25 and doing that on a baseball field, if you wouldn't be tasting yourself in Cleveland. You're feeling it 99. You get the haircut. But guess what? When playoffs time comes, it's a different animal, and you better not throw 15 pitches and four for strikes, and one of those pitches ends up in the goddamn bleachers uh, for a grand slam from Gio Urshela, who got DFA'd by these very Indians. Trev, uh, the Yankees hitting did their thing. The concerns come from the bullpen, which is a weird thing with the Yankees because they do have the wallets to pay for bullpens, and you recognize a couple of those guys, but the depth isn't there like it was in past years. These Yankees hitters are winning a lot of at-bats. They're battling. It's not easy. I think there was only one easy inning last night. I think it was Carrasco's third inning, something like Second that. Second inning. Or third, um, third inning, third inning, because it went DJ. Uh, and, yeah, I just if, if you're Cleveland, uh, you battled. There was some fun managerial stuff. The Yankees took out Britain because they pinched it. Luplo for Naylor, who had been incredible. Uh, basically, they through. forced the Yanks to go to Luizaga, who they like but doesn't have the experience. Experience and Luizaga gets hit, and it's like, oh boy, here we are. Another two um, strike pitch. Yeah, another yeah. two strike pitch. Um, yeah, breaking ball in the in it, too much too much zone for af- a one. After pitch. he dirted one, and then he leaves one up. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, look at this box score. And Trev, this is where I have to disagree with something you said before. Chapman, Chapman comes in into that mess. His first pitch, bloop single. I mean. That's, in theory, the game-winning run, so you're right there. And then Gio Urshela with, I mean, a play of all plays. That is unbelievable if, play. If the Yankees do start a magical run, I mean, you know, start the DVD there. I mean, that's an unbelievable um, play. The but, ball was behind him. He made it look routine. Both guys at both bases were out by, like, five steps. Look look the, at the box score and look at the pitching lines. And Araldis Chapman, two innings, shutty, four Ks, 24 pitches, 20 strikes. Um so compared to what everyone else did, Araldis was fantastic. He likes first the geo play. Like to get to the ball was an excellent play, but to be able to make that throw that he made on his butt on a line, perfect right to DJ. I mean that was. I mean I believe it saved the run too. Was it first and second? Yeah, I wouldn't hate right seeing there. a sequence of that. Yeah, you know? it'd be another. It'd be a possible yeah, play played or whatever. Yeah, I do a breakdown. It would have been. It would have been. Like, I think that sneaks past his glove. You're saying, well, whatever. I mean, that was a good effort by Gio. That's a hot shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a run scored, two on, and one out. I mean, it's the biggest game-changing play so far. I just saw some swings on Chapman. That's kind of what I was talking about. I saw some healthy hacks at him. The, him and Ramirez, again, if we're talking, if you're looking for sequence tips from Little Poppy, do the Gio play and do the Chapman-Jose Ramirez at bat because my words were like, it's it's the corny line you hear a lot of broadcasters say. There's no level above MLB. If there was, Chapman and Jose Ramirez would be in it, and that at bat was oh my god. Yeah, scary stuff. <sighs> Yanks survive in advance, thank Yanks God, because I could not stomach a hap for Game Three. And, and Brad, that's what I'm saying. Like that. Well, I tweeted that out last night. This is a thousand percent a must-win game for the Yankees. I just felt like they're you're going to go up against you know, uh, Plezak and Savelli. And you guys are going to be throwing happen, Davy. Happen and and a young guy on the mound. Brad Hand comes in. He's been lights out all year and just can't find the zone. Like he just was all over the place, getting behind and counts and counts. And it was a know. horrible O two pitch to DJ. Trevor. A couple easy hits, you know, a couple well placed balls. 
Trevor, I'm going to read you a tweet I saw last night um, from Michael K. Oh, don't read this to Trev. <laughs> don't <laughs> fire me it. up, baby. Come on. Do this in the pregame show when we get to A's White Sox. Okay. Okay. People, people are talking badly about the central divisions right now. That's all I'm saying. I mean, so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. We'll it's talk so about stu- that on the pregame show. Hey, let's never talk about small sample size. <laughs> but when the playoffs come around and there's a three-game series, let's yeah. bank the entire season on that. That makes a lot of sense. Well, the season stats support it as well. It's a good hmm? discussion. The season stats support it as well, that the offenses were worse in the sense. If you're Cleveland... If you're Cleveland, Cleveland just around double the amount. I mean, was of the, runs was the was the was the offense that bad? They scored nine runs. What are you talking about? They did good. They battled. They did good, but then you have the Twins. You have um, people the Bieber, Karen Shack, the Brewers. It's it's the Reds. These are obviously very. It's a game, and anything can happen it's in any single game, dude. <laughs> like if, like that's so stupid yeah. to make that comparison. If if so you're stupid. Cleveland, uh, Michael K. ESPN. Um, by that logic, Josh Naylor, fucking Hall of Famer, bro. Yeah, he's the best hitter in the big leagues. He's awesome. By that I, logic, I liked agree. him a lot. He was he was so so menacing in the. He's fired up. I like his outfit too. He has a good uniform, baggy. I like that. Your guys got your stripes this year, Cleveland. Karen Jack had it happen. Bieber had it happen. Karen Jack. Tristan, do the hair had thing. it happen. Like, be yourself, bro. I just Don't found be somebody out. Else a, a our chat just said he did the hair. Yeah, right. Make your own character. Yeah. Don't like copy a movie character. Not Halloween, especially because that guy Halloween stinks Karen in the sequel. <laughs> and and yeah. someone in the chat said that the hair thing was brand new for the playoffs. Oh no, oh no, I didn't know that. Mm. If that's true, oh no. And you name yourself Wild Thing, and then you go out and can't throw a strike. But that that's that's a yeah. movie character. That's you're playing Halloween. Like, yeah, I love I personas, like but, like, it's not you. Just go, like, be a freaking stud reliever. You want to do do you, bro. Don't do Charlie Sheen in a movie. The Trevor Plouffe nightcap, your Brewers versus your Dodgers. Uh, Sutter just oh, shits the bed to start, walks into four walks in the first inning. The game's basically over at that point. Arcia, I wish you listened to a podcast where someone would have told you that he was going to bang because it's just what he does against the Dodgers. Um, I think the Dodgers might have went tight b-hole for a little bit because your pen is in and this game is closer than it should be. But Dodgers win uh, 4-2. to two. I, Honestly, we didn't watch a lot of this game because we were lost in Yankees land. Trev, were you flipping it all? To, have you sent any you know text to any players you're very close friends with that you reference on the Brewers every episode? Uh, and what, what do you have? Yeah, I mean, that was a tough one. I mean, Suter kind of came out and set the tone, which is, again, tough. <laughs> the first the first innings, you know, a lot of times will dictate how everything goes. Why'd um, they keep him in, Trev? I, I mean, don't really know. Like, they're, you're not – you're not. he's not your starter. Like, by, by choosing him in this game, you've kind of announced we're going to be quick to the pen, we're going to have a quick hook, we're going to bullpen this as the Brewers, and then they let him go and walk five batters – and they and then like you know okay you got out of the first inning, and Sutter, I mean was awful. He walked four batters in the first inning. He walked in two runs. He gave up a double. 
you got out of there and there's only two runs. It could have been way worse too. Bellinger swung at a two zero pitch that he, you know, just he should have continued to take. The guy had thrown eight consecutive balls at that point or something like that. It, it, it was an interesting move for Council to keep him in. I, I don't know. Opens, he looked nervous. Opens up the second inning with double double, and there's your second, there's your third run now, and that's a little bit di- like uh, just moment. I don't know. I don't know why they kept him in. It wasn't like you needed him. He was never the plan to ride Sutter. Suter, how do you say it? Yeah, and then I mean, look, they they kind of did their thing against Bueller as good as they probably could have hoped for. They got him out in four innings. They scored a couple runs on that Arcia homer, but then the Dodgers just have so much depth, dude. You know, Urias comes in three innings, training comes in, Jansen. Like that's if they could draw, if they could draw it up, that's exactly what they're going to want to do every single game. Maybe not three innings with Urias, but like flip it to the no, bullpen. Shout out to those three innings by him. Yeah. One thing that's what does it sucks for the Brewers. Uh, I talked to Ryan last night. I thought first at bat he took like a check swing on Bueller, and I could just tell like he his oblique or something was messed up. And I texted him during the game. He obviously didn't respond to me after the game. He said on Sunday that he felt something really jarring in that area. Did as much treatment as he could do, uh, and he was you know happy they let him give it a go but he was not feeling good so that's why he the that's why he got taken out it wasn't during that game it was he actually did it the last day of the season big blow obviously to their lineup you you stack it with yelly and braun at the top hoping they get something going for you for you and you know you have to remove braun after his second at bat so it's it's a it's interesting man like this brewers team against going up against the dodgers i mean the the three hole hitter is jed jorko and the four hole hitter is dan vogelbach who got DFA twice this year. Like it's, <laughs> it's interesting what the things they were doing, and how they're set up. Obviously, if you just look roster to roster, they don't compete with the Dodgers. They needed something special to happen, and it didn't happen. And kind of that, uh, you know, we mentioned the the Padres effect a little bit. Obviously, different dynamics. The Padres were one of the better teams in baseball this year, uh, but you know, Devin Williams coming in. If if you have, you know. A Brewers roadmap to to try to sneak out a victory is somehow get a lead and then five innings of nasty bullpen. Um, and Devin Williams with one of the specialer, more special years you see from a guy out of a pen before this before this game they announce he's not on the roster. He's got an arm injury. So, uh, yeah, I was hoping this would be my upset special. Thought I had it when it said no Devin Williams. I would have taken that back immediately. But, hey, you know, this game's still close. Yelich comes up in the ninth as the tying run. And he had two hits. So he he looks. I haven't I haven't texted him. I don't. I'm not texting nah, the playoffs, MVP about yeah. the mechanical stuff. He just looks rushed, man. Like even he's he getting started earlier too. earlier too. But it's still rushed. Like he's getting started right. earlier, but he's not relaxed. It's like he's still rushing to it, and I think. His swing is so good and flat that they're kind of exposing the upper part of the zone and then like the 12 6 curveball. You know, they're going vertically. Like they don't care about laterally anymore. It's they're just going vertical with him. And it's an adjustment he's going to have to make. I mean, he can do it, obviously. Like it's not like they haven't done that to him before, but where he's at right now, he's, he's getting exposed there. As a Dodger fan, is this a good game? Like, 
Jake said he wanted the Yankees to win a close game and use the pen in close situations and get that under your belt. So obviously it's a good game they won, but even better that Jansen comes in and has to face Yelich in a close game, in a save opportunity. Like, you kind of got a couple demons out of the way here. How'd Bellinger do? And, one and for four. He didn't look great. I saw him. One for four is, like, better than his average in the playoffs, so I think you take that. They, they look They look like here for business. They don't care. I mean, yeah. they don't care about this round. Like, they need to just go take care of business. They don't even care about next round or the next round. They care about the World Series. Like Bellinger put bat, they, he put bat to ball in every at bat. So he took that. <laughs> after the game, you could see the different emotions from managers when they when they win. Some are very excited they they got one, or they won the series. Like obviously the Yankees were stoked last night. Boone and they were like celebrating like crazy. It was a hard fought game. The Dodgers, I mean, it was like, yeah. What's one game like, one? Well, game one, and they just yeah. They expect this. But I but I but I think if, if Kershaw comes out tomorrow and he has a really good start and you got the Jansen save out of the way and there's some like boxes to be checked, at least for me. Um let's see this happen. So I think the Yankees Dodgers comparison that uh should be made because we taste this guy all day. Leadoff hitter, DJ LeMahieu sets the tone. Mookie Betts coming out and pumping one out of the gates is like, Yep, let's do it. We've got him now. Let's roll. I mean, double to start it, RBI double in the second. Yeah. That's Mookie. It's the difference maker. It was, it was incredible. And what I don't we'll – end this real quick. I hate how they're interviewing players during the games. Justin Turner was yeah, like had man. a mic on. He's like, dude, like I don't want to be doing this. Obviously, he agreed to it. But he's like in the dugout trying to go away from people. And he, you know, it's a weird, weird thing. I do not like it. I don't even like when they talk to coaches during the game, let alone a freaking player. Yeah, we, we kind of listen on mute over here. Um, but, yes, I agree. I, ESPN, oh, they muddy, <laughs> ESPN muddies up the screen with some like, – obviously they do their bottom bar, which I hate, but ESPN does the bottom bar. I hate it. I want as much screen to be as the game as possible. And they constantly do, like, a strike zone on the side. So now we're watching half of the screen. They do a coach interview on the side. They show us A-Rod and Buster on the side, like, full screen – the game. That's why people are tuning in. ESPN's the worst. Like I, I'm not talking about announcers and broadcasters, which I know A-Rod sucks, but their actual production of on-screen graphics and like camera angles and shots is so bad. They flipped like seven different camera angles in two-second span in, in the Yankees game yesterday. It's like, what are you doing? Jim, you're my production guy that knows words. Um, I, the way I think about it is you watch any football game, you watch any basketball game, you get the same production. You've got the sideline cam. It goes there. You get a replay. You're back to it. Baseball needs to get that mindset. They want to copy basketball and football and everything else. How about if I turn on a baseball game, it looks the same. Do that. ESPN just bad. It's all the graphics. Well, we've been. This is the thing: is fans have been yelling at baseball to like get with the times. They're trying to like. <laughs> they're trying to skip a bunch of yeah. steps, and they're trying. You know, like. I am becoming an old man. Like the let the kids play thing, I love. I do think that's fun. But then you see them playing, and then just kind of like getting beat, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's why you have to earn the right to do, do that. Do mic'd up. Don't do an interview. But you know, mic between, them up and play and show us sounds of the game before tomorrow. the third inning starts. Show me Yachty 
you know, slapping someone in the dick and saying good luck. Like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I, I like the, I, I like don't the, know. I like when they meet on the mound and then they have the and they can they hear what you're they, yeah. what they're saying. Ma- I like Mike, that. mic them up and then give it to some editors and then do a twenty minute show. Like, oh, the NFL's been doing since nineteen sixty. I love that. Everybody loves that. It's the NFL, been around, like, it's been around for sixty years. This isn't this isn't TikTok or IG. These are Ooh. you need to treat it like could be a professional sporting event. Just stop with I mean Bad so emoji. much stop, stop muddying up the screen, ESPN. We like to watch the game. Noodle doodle dog with that. To your point, Jim, I, I usually don't give you a lot of credit. You always mm. say, take care of the fans you have. Stop trying to reach for new fans all the time. That's what they're continuously doing. And MLB is reaching for the youth, reaching for the youth, reaching for the youth. Yeah, but I do think you have to appease the people that are there and have been there for a long time as well. Yeah, and I think they're reaching for the youth in the wrong ways. Like, I appreciate their attempting to get younger audience. I love it. Let's do it. I'll make breakdowns. We have a pretty the YouTube crowds yeah. skews young. Podcast skews old. That's how it goes. Attention span. How about it? Um, but, yeah, you're just doing it in the wrong way. Like... Have they ever mic'd up like a basketball player during a game? Like you're skipping steps, yeah. like on the field, on the court. But they don't like interview them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they mic'd no, they them don't up have mic'd, Basketball players have never been mic'd up on the court. Maybe like they catch some sound. They've been doing think... that in the bubble. They have really? mic'd up yeah. during the game. But and they I don't do watch any. Like, they do a some, cut like, sideline, like cheering. Yeah, they do and a stuff. cut screen, like when they come back, and it's like, go, 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 yeah, yeah, nice stop, nice stop, let's go. But that's not live mic'd up. They're mic'd up. But it's not interesting. They play it five minutes later or something. Not they're they're doing what what you're asking for. It's what we want baseball to do. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They're getting ahead of themselves. They're doing like record them, edit it, post it. Don't mic them up and air it live. Don't air it live. Those stupid. Mic them up. I want to watch the pitcher and the hitter. Yeah. And I want to be in that at bat, and they just distract you. Well, anyway, we got to go pregame, baby. Yep. See you guys. Thank you very much. Enjoy the baseball.